It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927, our country radio relays, our social media, the website, the podcast. Welcome along. You're with Andrew Cuse, but joining us from the GRV team, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? Good morning. Yeah, good morning uh, all. Uh, really, really big uh, race at the Meadows this week, uh, Mol. And, uh, I think we, I have to cut you off. I think we need to start with every episode as a, a Bosco rap, a true detective rap. And another, another win from George's dog last yeah, week. Yeah, good. <laughs> He went, nice, thanks. You know I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> no, he went good, but we'll uh, move on to the maturity very Well, quickly. look, I know you're doing well because it's one of the first times you've come in with a jacket on, so obviously <laughs> cashed up and happy and showing a bit of uh, I've class. Got a, I've got a meeting after this. wins <laughs> and wearing a jacket to the studio. Promise, mate, promise. It's certainly uh, not by design. The, but, the winds uh, are getting to your head. What are you going to wear if you win? What do you wear after Striker won the group one? Uh, no, just normal stuff. Just normal stuff? Yeah, well, Didn't you rock up to an interview with a... Sort of Joffa green ja- a gold <laughs> jacket after Collingwood win a game. Goodness. Uh, no, 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 we keep it low-key. It's been good. It's been a good couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, but, well um, done. You've got a very good greyhound there and enjoy the uh, ride. Well, speaking of good greyhounds, one of the highlights of the year, one of the big races is the Group 1 Maturity Classic coming up and... Uh, Molly, uh, big prize money in a classy field. Yes, that's for sure. Now, this is the 50th, 50th running of the maturity at the Meadows. There's $100,000 to the winner. And what a field we have, though. The heats were were very exciting last week and I think obviously a standout in, in the fastest qualifier in Sinachi, track record holder in Brisbane, and he was so impressive back at the Meadows. You couldn't get the smile off uh, trainer Steve White's face <laughs> on track because uh, he copped a really big bump on that yeah. first corner, didn't he, uh, for him to level up again and then just go whooshka and win easily in the best of the night uh, would have given him a lot of confidence. Uh, terrific, terrific greyhound, uh, Sinachi or Seneki. We'll get to the bottom of how you pronounce that properly. Do you know what? I feel very bad because I've got the memory of a goldfish, I have to say, because I spoke to Steve yesterday and I said, righto, let's set the record straight. I've already forgotten. Oh, okay. Not, not through lack of interest. I'm very much interested. It's just I feel like the way I say it is wrong. Sinachi's got a little bit of a European sort of uh, <laughs> twist to it, doesn't it? But look, he was fantastic. I reckon this box draw has levelled this final out a little yep. bit, though. I think yeah, I, I just feel if if Sinachi had drawn one, two, or three, uh, he would have been probably even money or yep. even a touch shorter on his dominant heat display. But there was other very, very good efforts, of course. Absolutely, and Jabrina was a huge effort for me. Four ninety five early, like he flew. I, I tell you what, down the back, you probably couldn't have enough money on Whiskey Riot, who yep. lobbed really close. Absolutely. We, we have seen Jabrina get run down but he was really gutsy to the line and then the clock showed why he ran 2980 it was fantastic he's been there and done that in group finals this could be his time now feral Frankie we can't not mention him we've got his trainer Jack Smith on the phone a little bit later in the show he was do you know what I know I really enjoyed watching his run he was there was just something about watching him uh, way back in the field, and then all of a sudden, after they went around the bend, yeah. I know there was a bit of trouble, but he ran past them like they were stopped almost. Well, J- Jack and uh, a few others in the media in New South Wales have said his tractability, his race sense, and smarts uh, yeah. are, are, are one of his highlights, and his and his chasing ability. And I think that was really on show on Saturday. Still running twenty nine ninety eight. The issue with him is he went five nineteen early, of course. Um, so if he had drawn off the track, he would have um, probably been struggling. But it's come up with a beautiful coveted red. 
Red Alley. Um, so he's got to be considered Feral Frankie. There's a little bit of speed drawn near him, so he just might get the beautiful sit off box one. And uh, I've already got text messages from our friends uh, north of the border <laughs> saying that he's unbeatable. Jeez, they uh, they have jumped wow. on board, that's for sure. So um, confident. Yeah, it's a little bit of a state of origin sort yeah. of uh, battle here between Feral Frankie and the rest. So it'll be fantastic. Uh, one greyhound I do have to mention too is a little girl by the name of Ruby Girl. Now her trainer Gary, he he um not long ago won his first city race at um, at Sandown. Yeah, and all of a sudden with this same greyhound, he's backing up in a Group One. Like oh, no. it's it's I mean she's what a thirty one dollar outsider and but do you know what she's still. I think she went well in the heat. She beat um, well. Sutter Wright was in the in yeah. her heat last week. And but say hi. Say hi. She ran down. Say hi. That's yeah. right. And look, I think she she deserved the win. It certainly wasn't all luck. She she definitely put in. No, yeah. Look, her form suggests that she was capable of doing something like that. And it, it's a great story. It was a great story to read that he had his first city winner, and now you're in a Group One final. I think Get It Gizmo needs a mention too. Making a Group One final after only eight starts. It's, yeah. it's a five big thing. wins in those eight starts. Yeah. too. A really, really good start to his uh, career uh, on the provincial tracks. It's not always easy to come and race against uh, the best young greyhounds, and you have to win. There was no hiding yep. uh, in in the heats. A different series, obviously, only a two-week series as opposed to three, and that was a f- fantastic effort. And, of course, uh, Steve White with Tewitchery, who yeah. just continues to do the right things she from looked, Box Rise. She looked tiny, though. In, I was watching her replay this morning again, and she looked like a 22-kilo dog. She just zapped around, <laughs> and she just runs so consistently. Like, she went 29.99 the week yeah. before. She went 29.96. She's a launching pad winner. She could be the little smoky if Seneki and Feral Frankie do a little thing, couple of little things wrong. Absolutely. Uh, and at $6, you wouldn't mind being around that either. But, absolutely. But um, who are you tipping on top in this one, George? Uh, look, I've, I've, I've racked my brain about this because I just – Really don't like where Seneki's drawn in a sense, but um, it's really hard to go past him. He's redlining at the moment, this Greyhound. He's racing so well. That big bump he got uh, and still to run 29.73. He broke 12 on the run home. So um, if he finds the front or even lobs behind a couple of these Greyhounds, I, I still think he can win it. So he's he's my top tip. But Jabrina should lead the race. Yeah, no, I agree. And look, I think that Feral Frankie is going to come out on top in this one. I think the box draw is definitely in his favour. He may not be as fast as um, Sinachi or um, or even Jabrina, but I think he's just going to get a cart into the race through Get It Gizmo. And I think... Um... Don't know what time this race is settled for, but if Feral Frankie <laughs> wins, two seconds later I'll get it. I told you so from about 15 different people. Yeah, look, I'll be happy to send that message too. For sure. And a pretty good betting market, as we mentioned, because you've got uh, three greyhounds inside $4 or better. So uh, a terrific betting race for those uh, having tab bets on the maturity. A bit shorter, though, the favourite for the Fireball, the Champion Tornado Tears, $1.50 last price as a tab. And this is a $25,000 winner race a group listed, Molly. Yes, that's right. It's a fireball and Tornado Tears won, won this race last year and I, I was listening to an interview that Robbie did with Simone Fisher yesterday and he, he said he's not as confident as what he was last year heading into this race but yeah. like he's he's still a phenomenal dog but Box 8, I mean he only just beat Dinah Chancer. Took all of the 7.25 to yep. get to get him. Last year he won in 42.02 winning by 10 lengths yep. which was an extraordinary effort. Uh, it, it's really hard to knock champions, right? Yep. I, I'm, uh, this is—he's a, a gun. He could come out and win this race. Mm. There's no doubt about it. The dollar fifty is too short for mine. Yeah, and I just 
didn't like his heat win. I, I mean, it was he still got to the line yeah. and won the race. His last 50 metres was outstanding. Yeah. But he had clear space. Um, he just looked like he was just travelling down the back and yeah. Donna Chancer looked like he was going to win the race. But in 42.61 and from box eight, I think this opens this race up completely. Yeah, um, no, I, I certainly agree. And look, we mentioned Donna Chancer. He literally led everywhere but on the line and it was and I think being drawn inside closer to the rail it's definitely his chance to come out on top in this one and with Tornado Tears in the heat last week he hadn't had a start in a month and it wasn't because um, he was injured or, or anything like that it was because there was no racing for him so maybe it's in. simply that Molly maybe it was just that he really needed that yeah. run under his belt and he's going to improve he's going to improve plenty the interesting runner Dinah Chancer as you said we all know he doesn't do his best racing over 700 metres Dinah yep. Chancer he's probably better suited to your 600 meter mark the one at twelve dollars that interests me is rajasthan because he can put in some unbelievable performances and really good pbs he didn't show that on saturday but if he shows his best i think twelve dollars is certainly because of his early speed as well he can get to the front or be vying for the lead uh, that could be really good value if Tornado Tears does get held held up in in traffic. Yeah, no, I have to agree. But look, I, for for the tape uh, for the sake of, um, yeah, tipping a winner, I think Tornado Tears for me. It's RSN nine two sevens off the leash. Yes, for GRV on RSN, you with Andrew Cuse, Molly Haynes, George Ferruja coming up shortly. We'll check in with Jack Smith, trainer of Feral Frankie, part of the Maturity Field on Saturday. Some very important um, information sessions about to get underway, uh, Molly, and across many venues, the code of practice. Yes, look, I mentioned this last week, but I do have to reiterate, it is just so important to make sure that everyone is across the code of practice. So in in the coming months, all clubs are going to be holding these information and workshop workshop sessions um, around their establishment health management plans, which every Victorian participant has to have. So make sure if if you're wanting to get involved, the idea is to pretty much sit down for a three and a half hour time block and get your health management plan completed. Then that way that's less admin you're going to have to do at home so if you're interested in coming along to these days which I highly recommend just go into your local club's website and they will have an update on when they're holding their um, code of practice information and session um, information sessions and workshops all right uh, to be uh, proactive in terms of uh, that very important uh, upcoming sessions all right, upcoming is the National Straight Track Championship. I spoke to Cynthia O'Brien the weekend. She's very excited. I know Hillsville has always been uh, one of the talking points with its unique straight, and now this championship series uh, combining with Murray Bridge and Capelba is uh, a great way of um, bringing more prominence to this type of racing, Molly and George. Yes, look, I have to agree. There's 50000 in prize money on offer in this series, including a, a $14,500 GRV bonus. So huge money for straight track racing. Absolutely. And uh, the first Murray Bridge straight track meetings today. Really yes. looking forward to, to seeing that. Uh, I know it's been a long time in the making. If uh, that track is as successful as the U-turn track at Murray Bridge, I think they're going to be in for a, a really prosperous time. Uh, and the state heats obviously begin in the coming days. Capalabar holding their heats on Sunday. Murray Bridge next week. And then he'll probably the Sunday after, I'd say, Correct. in the lead-up to the final.
Okay, and let's move on to the Nationals, which uh, are being held in Perth this year. Yes, uh, the Nationals, this is for, for not just straight track greyhounds, this is for, for everyone. They've been held for, for years and years, but they're the Greyhound Clubs Australia Croc Media Nationals. Um, like Andrew mentioned, they're held in Perth this year, and I do need to mention that Victoria State Heats are going to be run at the Meadows on Saturday the 3rd of August, so... Fingers crossed we'll um, get some nice dogs through. Heading over to Perth, Molly. I am. Back to the homeland. Back home. Beautiful. It's Lucky ducky. Oh, look, it's always hard to come back here after being being in Perth, I have to tell you. I know. I wish I could go. I think Hawthorne are playing the Eagles that weekend, <laughs> but uh, I'll be at home. But yeah, look, uh, obviously the uh, the 3rd of August we'll see the heats and then the final, right across Australia, the finals run yep. on the Thursday. Now, is there any um, uh, question without notice? Any any greyhounds you want to see from Victoria in Perth representing the Big V? Wow, um, oh, I think Seneki is yep. probably widely regarded now as the the premier sprinter, I especially if he does this. Yeah, but he's travelled with success too. Yeah, I mean, you know, he could go on a really big run here. Uh, this greyhound, uh, I actually got to see him close up. He's one fine specimen of a dog as well. And uh, Steve uh, White was already telling me that the phone's off the hook in regards to breeders looking to oh, uh, use imagine. his services. I don't think that's going to be happening for a little while, no. the way he's racing. But, um, yeah, he's probably one that I'd like to have a look at. And we, we've got to see the feral there because then it is a full-blown state of origin. Yeah. We look forward to those uh, races. We'll keep you informed on Off the Leash. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Yes, we mentioned Feral Frankie, a big chance in the Group 1 Maturity Classic. And Molly and George, Jack Smith, joins us on our Off the Leash program on RSN. Good morning, Jack. Thank you very much for coming on and having a chat to us. Thanks for having me, Molly. Now, I have to ask the first question of all, how did the name Feral Frankie come about? Because it's um, it's certainly an interesting one. Yes, well, the owners had a dog called, uh, a pet dog called Frankie. And uh, it was a three-legged dog and apparently one day he was being a little bit sick. Uh, silly, so they said, you're feral, Frank. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> well, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's certainly a catchy name, Jack. It's uh, George Ferrugia here. It's look, he's created a lot of hype. This greyhound, not only online. I mean, some of the um, uh, race callers and uh, greyhound enthusiasts from New South Wales have just gone bonkers in the last couple of months. But uh, even at the track, he races because of his name. Have, have you enjoyed the the publicity around the feral? Oh yeah, I mean, um, he's certainly done that. There's not a day goes past that I'm not on one of those shows at the moment. So. <laughs> It just comes with it, and that's fine. Yeah, no, no problem. Now, Feral Frankie heads into Saturday night's Group 1 maturity with nine consecutive victories under his belt. How's the pressure heading into not only another Group 1 race or another group race, really, but the added bonus of you know making sure he continues on his winning streak? Oh, I don't have much to do. I'm just, uh, I'm just managing him, mate. You know, it's... He's just unreal. He's been on a great run, and we're just enjoying it. I don't, I don't sort of really feel any much pressure that way. What will be, will be. So um, he just does his best. And we know he's going to do that. So. 
Jack, uh, nine consecutive victories. And if you, if you take out the Speedstar, which he actually won his match race, I think it goes up to about 12 or 13, which is an unbelievable effort. Now, that happened with Myra Dima last year too. Yeah, a winning streak in between the Speedstar. Right, I mean, some of these uh, positions that he's won from, he's been on the first corner where he looks like he's in a bit of strife. I, I think that's testament to his chasing ability, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't know how many times I said, oh, God, he's been lucky, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's, I don't know, he's obviously making his own luck. So, you know, there's a certain amount of luck and a certain amount of ability and he's using them all. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you say it's luck but he, and, and ability as well, but do, how, at what stage in his career did you think, oh, righto, he's really going to live up to um, and I suppose be a part of Feral Frankie the name and you know I suppose you'd have have a little bit of an idea how much a, a hype would be created about the dog just purely because of his name uh, no I didn't I didn't think much about the name to be truthful um, look he always had above ability above a normal ability but in his early days he just he likes to do everything at a thousand miles an hour and he was playing up in the boxes a bit and just run it. He'd be making runs, and you'd get home, and you'd, everyone would say, "Oh, what a great run!" But he just wasn't winning. He just could. He just couldn't put it all together. But once he did, uh, the rest is just history. He's just learnt to race and uh, work out how to get there. Jack, Saturday night at the Meadows, of course, uh, he goes into another Group 1 final. He's drawn box one, $100,000 to the winner is on offer. Uh, now, uh, again, a few from New South Wales have told me what a great record uh, the Feral has from box one. What are your thoughts heading into the maturity? Uh, he he certainly will love seeing the fence. Um, as long as the, uh, the couple on the outside of him, you know, they're obviously going to beat me out. So if they don't try and cross him and he sees a little bit of clear air, he won't be that far away going through the pen. I don't believe anyway. Now, after the maturity, do you have any, any thoughts of where we're going to see the feral next? Maybe a stint at the Nationals? Uh, no, that's been taken off the, the table. Um, it's just a little... Uh, of course, we're only a small kennel and... Uh, it's not impossible. It would have been very difficult to get over there for a week and trial him and whatnot. And then the owners weren't that keen on putting him on a plane, so they're the boss. Well, Jack, thank you very much for for that insight. It's going. It's a, such a shame, really, that we're not we're not going to see him at the nationals. But look, what will be will be, and hopefully we see him down in Victoria sometime in the future. I hope so too. Jack Smith joining us there. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Good luck to Jack and uh, all the greyhounds involved in the Group 1 Maturity Classic on uh, Saturday night. Moving on, uh, still a few more things to get through on the uh, program. And uh, let's talk about the um, Watchdog, which has become uh, an essential source of those people having a bet on 
greyhounds, even if they're not having a bet, just to keep an eye on form and just uh, being aware of which greyhounds are going well. Yeah, went good at Horsham, the watchdog, yesterday, tipping four out of the ten winners, including including two Easy Jack at $2.50. At Geelong yesterday, there was a $3.20 winner in Why Not Peter. So uh, get the best greyhound form and expert selections by downloading the Watchdog app, now with Click to Bet feature, thanks to Tab. And maybe some of those who were with the Watchdog app or form service, uh, Molly, then use that advice to play some bets at the tab. Do you know, I'm actually um, often thinking I really should marry up the best bets and the the watchdog tips to see if anyone's, you know, got some good money on these watchdog selections. But 14500 was put on Agent Leyland at Hillsville at $1.55 as our winners are grinners and also 10000 was put on at $1.40 on Webleck King at Sandown. Yeah, it was a good win by Webleck King there on Sunday. Better luck next time. 5000 at $3.50 on Clunkari Girl at Warrigal, who ran second, and 5000 at $3.30 on Getting Bail at Ballarat, also uh, running second. I do have to admit that I pick the better luck next times out of a list. Um, and if they come second, they make it on my list. Yeah, I know. Because it breaks my heart that yeah, little bit more. Yeah, so close. And <laughs> now, round of applause. There was $700 put on at Nines on Crackerjack Ward at Hillsville, as well as $500 at Tens on Maximum Trainer at Horsham. Now, interesting note, the owner of these two uh, greyhounds, uh, are, well, both of these greyhounds are owned by the same person. So I wonder if um, I wonder if this person was getting some nice collects yeah, in the round of applause. But to finish off, $300. $100 was put on at 18s of light on lights of Tangil at Warrigal. So always remember to gamble responsibly, but there are best bets from Tab this week. All right, what about the litter of the week? Now, I've chose, chosen a litter that's currently racing, and the reason being um, uh, Marcello is a, a son of Casey Nolan, Siphonic, and Marcello actually won the Sales Sprint Championship at sale on Sunday. There was 10000 to the winner there. But like I mentioned, out of Casey and Olin's Siphonic, now in this litter includes Bernardo, Degani, Peyton, Miriam. This litter has had 430 starts. I spoke to Jennifer Gill during the week. This is why I'm armed with stats. 430 starts for 118 wins and more than $500,000 in prize money. Terrific, terrific litter. <laughs> Bernardo what, looked the star of yep. that litter, didn't he? He was an outstanding chaser. I think injury um, really curtailed what Achilles, was, yeah. Yeah, was going to be an amazing career, but uh, a couple of breeders have still used the Greyhound. Degani, of course, made a Melbourne Cup final, yep. and I seen Peyton run 29.20-odd one day at Sandown Park. Yep. Her run-home times were amazing. She was going to be a pretty good middle distance and maybe even uh, further a chaser. Yeah, it's just a, a really, really good litter. They're going to have some fun with uh, those females uh, in the next five to ten years, that's for sure. Absolutely. And, look, I do need to mention, too, that when I spoke to Jennifer, she was talking about Bernardo's stud career being a um, – well, she says one of the fastest um, sons of Casey and all. And, look, after what he showed in, in the short career that he did have, I, you know, I have to agree, he's certainly up there um, alongside Orson Allen, obviously. But um, – Jeff Chignall from the Gippsland region, he was the first um, trainer or breeder to use Bernardo at stud and he just said that people are so thirsty for casing and all that they're going to sons with ability and Bernardo certainly fits that. Well, there's three very good sons, isn't there? Aston Cometo, Orson Allen uh, and, uh, of course, Bernardo. There's probably a couple of others as well. Uh, he's been a, a terrific, terrific American sire, so yeah, I'm sure Bernardo will be a success. Well, that wraps it up for another busy edition of Off the Leash. Uh, good luck for those involved in greyhound racing over the days ahead. And uh, Molly George, we'll see you next week. See ya. Right.
Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.